You're listening to The Dollop. This is a bi-weekly American history podcast. Each week, I read a story to my friend. Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. I feel like we nailed that one. I'm working on projecting. I feel like we nailed that one. Nailed it. Nailed it. All right. God, you want a little hit of dude? I'll do one buck. <laughs> people say this is funny? Not Gary Gareth. Dave, okay. Someone or something is tickling people. Is it for fun? And this is not going to become the tickling podcast. Okay. You are Queen Fakie of Made Up Town. All hail Queen Shit of Liesville. A bunch of religious virgins go to mingle. And do what? Pray. Hi, Gary. No. Nicely done, my friend. No. No. <laughs> It was good talking to you. We will see you next week. No, I think you forgot about the podcast. Oh! There's that part we gotta do. Remember? Uh, yeah. 1520! Whoa! It's a ways. Wow, you've purged. The Spaniards came across the Atlantic and invaded Mexico. They brought with them the wonderful disease called smallpox. Mm. Better than big pox. It... Go ahead. It killed over half of the Mexican population. It spread across North America, and Native Americans found themselves victims of wave after wave of the disease. So far, it's a good start. We're jumping right in. So far, it's great. Okay. By the time Jamestown was settled in 1607, American Indians had become accustomed to outbreaks of the dreaded disease. Smallpox is very, very infectious. It was the most feared disease of the American colonies. It was called the speckled monster. Ugh. But it is a disgusting disease. Yeah, you, yeah. Well, I'm going to go through how what happens. Right. Ah. Now. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. This is where we, you just had your breakfast, right? Yeah, I yeah. really did. <clears throat> okay, get ready. Kills, kills up to thirty percent of uh, people who get it. Right. Okay. Survivors uh, could be blinded and scarred. First, the victim would come come down with a temperature of a hundred and three or higher. <laughs> A quick pulse and intense headaches. Then vomiting and pain in the loins. And the loins are just... That's where, your, pe- that's where your meaty parts are. Okay. That's where the happy stuff is. <laughs> well, sorry. Oh, it's your pee-pee. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and your back would uh, be in agonizing pain. And that would last about three days. And then on the third or the fourth day, skin eruptions would begin on the forehead and then spread all over your body. And they're just I, little, like, pustules of... Yeah, they're little pustules. Disease, right? Yeah, and yeah, they're little pustules of disease. Ugh. If I ever get skin eruptions, just can you kill me? Oh, the, dude, once I start vomiting and my head hurts, I'd be like, take me out back and yeah, put a bullet me. in me like old Yeller. Go ahead, shoot me. Yeah, I'll be like, they'll be like, wait, no, no, it's day three. I'm not waiting for the pox. Uh, the eruptions would leave scars all over your body, so you would just. If you're be, lucky, that's why it was called the speckled monster because yeah. they would leave. Yeah, <laughs> you'd look like if a speckled monster if you're lucky. Yeah, or you could be blind. It just and if you're blind at that time, no one helps you. You just walk around. Hello, bumping into things. Hello, excuse me. Hello. Don't say anything. I think I just heard someone say, "Don't say anything." Whoever's shushing, please stop. I'm I'm blind and I'm trying to find my way. If there's any bread or... I heard someone shush. Is he still shushing? My fucking skin's erupting. No, you would already, it would already have erupted. Ah, there you are. Come here, sir. <laughs> Found you, fucker. 
1718, an English woman was in Turkey when she witnessed a smallpox party. <clears throat> Wait, a what? Smallpox party. An SPP? Yeah, fucking... You know me. Get out the fucking rave. Everyone's fucking dancing. Yeah, it's like burning burning skin. But with smallpox. Right. Yeah, burning skin. An old woman came in to a room full of guests, and she scratched open a cut with a needle on one of the guests' arms. Then she pulled a nutshell out. Inside was pus from an open smallpox pustule. She dipped the needle in pus, then put it in the cut. Sorry, who Smallpox is the, party? Who is Smallpox this party, party crasher who just walks in and starts picking pox? She's the lady who fucking, she's like the DJ at a rave. She just comes in and she just, she, okay, what the fuck? They, put it, they cut someone's arm. She just walks into a smallpox and party, which like, I just found out about. And everyone's like, all right, let's do this. So that she cuts their arm and then she takes a little needle of pus and, and dips it into their uh, arm. And removes pus? No, she puts the pus in. Why is she? Who is wanting more pus? Everyone who was in, everyone got infected, and everyone. Wait, wait, what did she do? She walked into a party, and she just started. She found. She picked a small pox. She had pus in a nutshell. She had just had nutshell full of pus. Yeah, that's how she rolls. Well, I guess there's my question mark. So she comes in and she gives, she basically infects everyone. And everyone's like, all right. Hey, cool. She brought a shell of pus. We're going to get so sick tonight. And then she just infected everybody with smallpox with a syringe. And then then they're all fucking high, basically. This, you didn't. Everyone who was infected came down with a mild version of smallpox, which left most of them immune from the much harsher version of smallpox. So basically, we're talking about this is a vaccination. The vaccine. Uh, the English woman went back to England and performed the procedure on her son. And more and more people began inoculating, though many were not convinced that of this course, worked. Of course. Because like you, when you first heard it, it sounded fucking insane. Right. Everyone was in... Uh, <clears throat> so everyone who's infected comes down with the mild version, right? Inoculation against smallpox first occurred in the American colonies in 1721. Cotton Mather... Keep going. That's just his name. Hey, Someone whatever. named their child that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, was a Puritan minister who had briefly studied medicine. One of his slaves told him of an inoculation procedure that was performed in Africa, and he asked other slaves about it and then wrote, okay, I'm going to try and read this the same way he wrote it, that in their country grandy mandy, <laughs> oh, wait, wait, sorry, I went, that in their country grandy many die of the smallpox. But now they learn this way. People take juice of the smallpox and cutty skin and put in a drop. Then bind by a little sticky sick. Then very few things like smallpox and nobody die of it and nobody have smallpox anymore. So he's he's an idiot. He's that's an idiot, right? And then what he just- I wish I could I wish I could show you how it was written because none of the words are words. <laughs> <clears throat> He's adorable. What is uh, he, three? <laughs> sicky, sicky. Sicky, sicky. Little honey. sicky, sicky. <laughs> yeah. So, sure. All right. So he's a moron. But uh, Boston was hit with a smallpox epidemic the same year that inoculation was begun in the colonies. And he decided to bring it up with the Council of Physicians in Boston. Okay. They were like, no, that's a terrible idea. Why would you give people smallpox? Right. Uh, they believe it would just spread smallpox instead of preventing it, and in some cases it did, though the number of survivors would greatly improve. Plus, 
The way it was done with the needle and the pus could lead to other diseases being spread. So you could give someone syphilis mm. by doing that. Also fun. Oh, syphilis is great. Fun. Both fun rides. Um, William Douglas, Boston's only physician with university training, led the movement against inoculation. Only one doctor of all the doctors thought it was a good idea. And as it seemed everyone did, he tried it out first on his child. Oh, Jesus. What is with these people? That, I mean, like, that's how you prove it, though. Right. Hey, Bobby! What about you? Yeah. What about oh, giving yeah. it to yourself? Oh, yeah. What about yourself? No. Or someone else's kid. I need to be here to observe. Or just bring in some guy off the street and be like, this is nothing. My son's ready. Okay. Six-year-old Thomas Bolston. That right there, that's why you use your son. He's six. You're just yeah. like, hey, buddy. Hey, dummy. Hey, your odds of making it to 10 are slim anyway. Get over here. Sniff this shell. <laughs> yeah, it's no sniff. Drink this pus shell. That, no, that's a horrible... Put this pus shell... You might poke a needle Take a in shot. But also, you have to go around and be like, excuse me, can I have some of your pus? Yeah. Like, you have to get the pus. From a small poxy. Yeah, you got to go into a dude who's got small pox. Hey, right? bud, how you... Hey, get, hey, bro, can I get a hit? Hey, buddy, uh, I'm just going to take a little piece off your leg here. Thank don't, you. Don't mind me. Oh, you're screaming. That's e, weird. This is... Uh, looks really itchy. Yeah. Um, all right. Gonna get moving. Mind if I take the... I'll bring the shell back. Shell's coming back. Uh, so Thomas Bolston is the first person inoculated in, in the New World, which is America, if you don't know. I've read about this place. Okay. Anyway, there were a lot of strong feelings about Cotton Mather's suggestion, and it led to someone throwing a firebomb through the window of his house. Smart. <clears throat> so people weren't... A lot of people weren't down with the inoculation. Well, but if you throw a firebomb, then the idea is that your house eventually won't fully catch on fire. It's like a vaccine. Thank you. Yeah. But the bomb hit the window casing, which disarmed it. That made it much easier for Cotton to read the note that was attached to the bomb. Okay. So this person's plan. Okay. Go ahead. You, not do you good. See, do you see yes, some this person's flaws plan in the plan? Was to throw a firebomb. You don't. Right. You throw a brick with a note on it Thank through a window. You, you don't throw a firebomb with a note on it anywhere. Right. Because you're going to lose in one of the categories. Either he's not going to get the information. Right. Or your firebomb's not going to work. Right. Right. He's just, this guy's a terrible firebomber, yeah. note maker. The note read, Cotton Mather, you dog, damn you. I'll inoculate you with this and a pox to you. So that guy, <laughs> he could write. <laughs> Definitely. Not sure how the guy. Me go cutty cutty on your skinny skin. <laughs> there were legitimate reasons to be against inoculation. Inoculees were contagious for several days, and they often didn't quarantine themselves. Well, who, so the, they would have smallpox and just go shopping? Basically. <laughs> Inoculated people also tend to be wealthy, which meant poor people were likely to catch it from them. This led to class hangers. So basically, rich people would get inoculated and then not give a flying fuck about the poor people and just go cruise around. Man, I don't see a time like that ever coming again. <laughs> <laughs> you know who would have stopped this? Trump! Ugh. I'm going to give you the best smallpox we've ever inoculated people with. I know the best scientists on Earth. We're going to inoculate everybody, and then all the poor will cough their way off the map. I know smallpox. You don't know smallpox. I know the Chinese got a great pox, okay? I know the Chinese. They'll we're pay building, for it. They're going to pay for we're it. We're building a robot smallpox. Ropox. Even with all the people against it, Dr. Bolston still ended up inoculating 246 people in Boston. Mortality from smallpox in those people dropped from 15% to 1% to 2%. Okay. Uh, although it would have been 30%, so that's not right. But still, between April and December 1721, 5,000 
889 Bostonians got smallpox and 884 died from it. Okay. Those are the people who did not get the vaccination. One Marblehead resident who was inoculated was Edward Holyoke. He was the president of Harvard College and pastor of the Second Church of Marblehead. Kind of a big deal in town. Sure. So when he did it, it was a big deal to get inoculated. Then that epidemic died down, and a few years passed. Then Nothing. May 1730, the people of Marblehead heard that smallpox was once again raging in Boston. Marblehead pretty much lost it. They voted to build a fence around the town. <laughs> oh, no. Across the road into town, they put a lock gate and stationed four guards 24-7. It's going to be the biggest fence you've ever seen. <laughs> they had orders to stop all strangers coming from Boston. So this is how I see this working. Who are ye? Uh, chef, where are you from? Chicago? Enter! Yeah. Guards remained there for two months. Blacks, American Indians, and slaves were given a nine o'clock curfew. I don't know how that works in with smallpox. I think they were just like, hey. Wait. Hey, I know. Hey, check it out. If we're making rules. While we're making rules. Let's, uh. No black people outside at night. <laughs> Come on. Who's with me? Just pat it in there. You know how we can stop small? Just listen to me. Just listen. Hear I, me I've out. got an idea. You know how we can stop smallpox? Keep the keep the anyone with brown skin in, skin in at night, right? Here's Are you with me? Are you with me? No black people out past nine p.m. Mm. Can I, everybody put your hands? Put in. your hands in. Put your hands in, put guys. Hands in. Let's no black at night. Um. So uh, uh, the blockade was not successful. How was the blockade? Very successful. Okay. That's still kind of going on. Okay. Yeah. In October, Hannah Waters, a young Marblehead woman, came down with smallpox. Edward Holyoke, who had received the inoculation in 1721, encouraged people to get inoculated. And so did the other influential parishioners, Judge Richard Dana, Fancy Merchant. Oh, I that thought had, that, that dude's had, name was Fancy Merchant that, for a second. God, that had to have been. Somebody it, had to be named that. No, that, it, I mean, probably, but that, this also is clearly one of those uh, autocorrects, because there's no <laughs> way it's Fancy Merchant. <laughs> what, that's what it says the name is? It says Fancy Merchant, but, uh, but I, there's uh, no way. I would have noticed let's, that the first let's, time. <laughs> let's just, for fun, for the fuck of it, it's Fancy Merchant. Okay, so Fancy Merchant Stephen Minot. Hello! <laughs> Hi there! Fancy buying anything? Would you like some feathers? <laughs> <laughs> Merchant John Tasker and trader Joseph Blaney. But the townspeople were still not into the idea and didn't want to hear it from the town's leaders. They were Calvinists, and they believed that God should decide who lives and who dies. Yep, smart. That's a fun game. Inoculations were interfering with God's plan. Yes. You're right? Absolutely. Yes, thank you. He planned all this. He's very weird. <laughs> <laughs> Benjamin Walker, shopkeeper called inoculation, quote, a wicked practice among Christians. It's just, it really is just the same shit, different day. Yeah, it's whatever, whatever the... That's <laughs> no, not stopping. Could you get... So if you had smallpox, you could then, you could still get the vaccine when you had it? You could get no, inoculated? No, were, then you were fucked. You were fucked right. at that point. Right, okay, yeah. Because if that was true, then everyone would have got it right. as soon as they got it. I thought it. that's what you were saying before. Okay. Um, 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 um... So, uh, many writers at the time were also against inoculation. One writing, quote, inoculation is unlawful because disease is a mysterious work of God, not to be inflicted by human hands. 
So it makes sense. Like if you the basically what the, what they're saying is is if you get smallpox, it's because you're a sinner. You've sinned, and God's like, I'm taking you out, bitch. He's a very quirky. Uh, here's what... Here's, he is. That's in, that's in the Bible. If it wasn't for the contagious factor, right. you, we should just never fight the people who say stuff like that. Be like, all right, well, sniff the blanket. Okay, so yeah, no, uh, no vaccinations for you, all right. I guess. Here you go. Sniff the blanket. Sniff the blanket. That's <laughs> Sniff the blanket. Come on. Take a rip off this blankie. <laughs> Take a good pull now. Pass, pa- sniff, sniff, pass. I just want to make sure I understand this. Yeah. So dude walks in with a bunch of blankets. Yeah. And throws them on the floor and says, hey, sniff the blanket. One blanket. Uh-huh. And he treats it like a joint at a hippie and party. And they pass it around in yeah. church? It's sniff, sniff, pass. <laughs> hey, if you believe in Don't God. Don't bogart the blankie. If you believe in God, this won't do anything. Sniff the blanket. Sniff the blanket. You believe in God? The body of Christ. The blood of Christ. Sniff the blankie. Sniff. Sniff. There, you take a good pull now. Not too much. Here you go. Rub it on your eyes. Perfect. Next. Next. Also, uh, inoculations were expensive. The town didn't have the money to cover the cost. I don't know why they were expensive. Because right. you're just taking pus, putting it in a shell, and then dipping shell it in a needle. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it'd be that expensive, but maybe the guy who had the shell the guy pus, is The shell guy is the expensive guy. The pus gathering or whatever? or it's the shell guy. It's the shell guy? He's just an upseller. Yeah. Entrepreneurial. So the town had a meeting on October 12th, 1730, and voted that if everyone couldn't be inoculated, then they would ban inoculation. Smart, because so it's that's a nobody. smart policy to have. Right. That makes a lot of sense. All or none. Yes, completely We ban all it. die or we don't! Jesus. Being rational has always been frustrating. Uh, then the rumor mill kicked in. People started hearing that Stephen Minot, the fancy merchant, Hello. was going to defy, defy the ban and get himself an inoculation. Of course, some people stirred shit up, and soon a mob formed and threatened to burn down the homes of Minot and Judge Dana. It seems you really... Mob forming was pretty easy for a long time in our history. Super easy. It, First of all... There was people, just nothing to do. People didn't have cars. Yeah. You're kind of already in the in a mob when you're walking around on the streets you're anyway. You're in general. So it's hot. You got to wear weird hats. All you do is you you just walk in the middle of the street instead of on the sidewalks. Yeah. And, you're and like, then hey, you're now mob- we're a mob. Are you guys crossing the street? No, we're mobbing. The mob uh, was quelled before any serious damage was done. And some were arrested. Because public opinion was largely in favor of the rioters, the punishments were minimal. Of course, none of this helped stop the spread of the smallpox. Oh, right. That thing. It spread across the town, afflicting almost every family. Businesses closed. The ferry to Salem stopped running. And people fled the town of Marblehead. All loose dogs were killed. Excuse me. Pardon? Why are you bringing loose dogs into this? Again, I think that... I think that this is just another one of those things, like when they said black people can't go out after nine, I think they were just like, I can kill the dogs. Hey, guys, I got another addendum. What's up? Any dog that doesn't have an owner, we kill. Right. Uh, And then also, obviously, no black people out past nine. Right. Yeah. And uh, you can't turn around during the day. Physically. All right, I'm gonna get out of here. Was that? Did that just happen? Thanks, guys. I gotta go sniff the blankie. Was that a rule? Going to sniff the blanket down at church. Samuel Rhodes wrote, quote, The disease continued its fearful ravages till late in the summer of 1731 and gathered its victims with an unsparing hand, rich and poor, young and old, 
learned and the unlettered were alike afflicted by this impartial agent of death. It's just an airborne. I, it's an airborne disease. But right? I can't believe it kills people who can't read as well as people who can read. That is shocking. <laughs> it can't be happening. I can read. Yeah, smallpox is kind of braille of the body. <laughs> Eventually, like all smallpox epidemics, it died down after killing many. Edward Holyoke, the big jefe in town, president of Harvard College, pastor of the Second Church of Marblehead, had a son in 1728, Edward Augustus Holyoke. He's a fancy. Yeah, he's he's a a very fancy. Young Edward went into medicine, learning as an apprentice until he opened his own practice in Salem. He became a big advocate of inoculations. And went to Boston during an epidemic in 1764 and was inoculated against smallpox. He took careful notes on how to do the procedure. In June 1773, a smallpox once again hit Marblehead. An old woman died of it, but when she was first ill, the townspeople did not know what she had. So many went to visit her. How do you... She's got the fever and she's got the aches and stuff, but she doesn't have the pustules yet. I don't you know. You know the if deal. If anybody came down you with live, a fever you, in this time, yeah. I'm fucking walking away. <laughs> yeah. My wife, my child. Hey, good luck, man. Good luck to you, I'm honestly. taking a fucking walk. Look, you're six. Good luck. Yeah, good luck. Good yeah. luck. You know what? I'll see you in six days. <laughs> okay, okay, maybe. Okay, spotty. <laughs> like, I just... There's no one... Who, I, hey, Margaret's sick. Would you like good to go down and touch her? Well, we're going to go oh, see Bob. Margaret. She's sick. We're going to go rub her skin and make her feel better. I might lick her tummy. Yeah, I'll be sniffing a blanket. So... So she's sick for three days before they realize it. 150 people visit her. Well, uh, so first of all... Was she a fucking it's like beetle? A, it's like a train station. <laughs> 150 people at that time? Everybody's coming in. That's everybody. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> what? Who? I mean, it's just nuts. Someone be rational. So clearly, smallpox spread in the town. Why? I can't figure out why. <laughs> All the houses where people came down with smallpox were closed and guarded. The town dogs were killed again. Yeah, of course. Go kill the fucking dogs. You know, it's called the Just Cause Clause. Those who did come down with the disease were moved to a house near the ferry. In August, the town had a meeting where they debated whether or not to open up a public inoculation hospital on islands in the har- on an island in the harbor. It was voted down. But they did authorize a private hospital to be built on Cat Island. With the exce- That's where all those dogs went. Yeah, probably. With the exception that they would, quote, be in no danger of infection therefrom. Sorry, so Cat Island... Right, so they're billing. So now they they're not going to put public money toward it, but they said, but they said, if some private guys want to build a hospital, they can on Cat Island. And That's the, and the only rule is that no one can, no infection can come from that hospital. And are you asking how that might be proven? No. Were there cats on the island? I don't know. Well, maybe it looked like a cat. Meow. I feel like we're getting off. Meow. Topic. That's why it makes that it makes that noise. Yeah. That's actually why. <laughs> okay, so so basically they there's a there's a place where they're test it's in the test market okay. stage. So four men who were prominent citizens of Marblehead, John Glover, Jonathan Glover, brothers, uh, Azor Orney, terrible name. Jesus. Azor Orney. Nobody's Someone winning in the name won. department. And Elbridge Jerry brought they bought Cat Island on September 2nd. They quickly started building a hospital. The townspeople then became upset by the idea of the hospital that they had approved. 
Sure. So they held another meeting on September 19th and revoked permission to the build hospital the hospital. That they were building. Which was already being built. Right. Perfect. Well, it seems like they've got a handle on smallpox. What's so, next? <laughs> so the four guys who were building it said, all right, well, if you buy the materials that we bought to build the hospital, then we'll stop building it. If you, if you cover yeah. our fucking ass. Right. And the town refused to buy the materials. Are we building a spite hospital? And- <laughs> Is that what's happening? Uh, the town refused to buy the materials and demanded that all the work be stopped. So the owners continued building the hospital. In a very short time, it was finished. This is pretty unheard of. It, Don't help! Hurt the helpers! Kill the helpers! Quit building something that will help us! Look, a black guy, and it's dark! We're building something that will help you! Go fuck yourself! Kill these dogs! Yes, kill the dogs. Kill the dogs. A large two-story building was built. A prominent smallpox doctor was hired to run the hospital, and inoculations were begun. While most people were treated successfully, a small number died. So there is a small percentage right. that get inoculated and die. Yes. But it's still better than it's, what happens. Right. That's, Far better. Yeah. Now the townspeople were furious. The hospital was nicknamed <laughs> Castle Pox. Well, come on. You got to hand it to the marketing I mean, that's, department. Right? That's yeah. not bad. Castle Pox? Castle Pox is great. <laughs> In January, four men from Marblehead were caught stealing contaminated clothing from the hospital. It's assumed they were going to use the clothes to spread the epidemic and that the hospital would be blamed and shut down. These guys. Are you well, seeing, for, well, are yeah. you seeing a y- yes. faulty logic here? A very faulty logic. <laughs> there, There's some guys sitting Their around. smear campaign involves spreading smallpox. <laughs> this is a shocking tactic. Yeah, it's... Also, they're going to get smallpox. Yeah, the whole plan is fucked up. So like beyond belief, it's fucked up. You got to Well, who? It's a terrible. There's no part of the plan where you're like, "That's a good plan." There's not one part. <laughs> oh, of the I plan. see what you were going for. Oh, you know what? You want to stop an epide- epidemic, so the way to do it is to start one and then go. They started the epidemic, and then they'll shut down the place that helps stop the <laughs> epidemic. Well, I think I see what you guys are doing, and I'm pretty impressed. It didn't go well for the men. They were caught. They were tarred and feathered. Jesus. Uh, They were put in a cart and taken through the streets of Marblehead for all to see and uh, probably throw shit at them. And, you know, that was the time. Uh, After that great public display, they were taken to Salem while behind That's where you want to go to trial. Right. While behind them, men and boys marched to music with five drums and a fife. Parade. So it's a parade. It turns into a tar and feather parade. It's, yeah. You, you, some, it's the only time where you could either in two seconds be on a mob or have a parade. <laughs> okay, there was then a smallpox outbreak of 22 cases. The fault of the guys who stole the fucking... Well, you don't know that. Now, the people were really furious with the men who had opened the hospital. So it's working. Right. Their plan is now working. Well, I think what they did was they played to the dummies. Yeah. Uh... This is probably a good time to mention that inoculations were now being practiced in many places in the colonies without any of this. Right. Okay. Okay. Good job, Boston. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the furious Marbleheaders were now openly threatening to lynch the owners of the hospital. That'll solve it. John Glover put two small artillery pieces in the front rooms 
of his house. What? He put cannons in the front of his house. It's fine. It's this, fine. This is Boston. But they probably still have that in Boston. Oh, yeah, they do. No, there's definitely cannon houses. Uh, That's Tommy's place. He's got the fucking cannons. That's Louie. He's got a fucking cannon. Uh, fuck. Kid, this is a big fucking cannon block. I don't have to tell you. A lot of fucking cannons here. Don't fuck. I can't do it. <laughs> the townspeople started running. Load the fucking cannon. We're going to get fucking shit face. Shoot the cannon at Tommy. Come on, fire the fucking cannon at Tommy. In that town, too, cannons was just not a good... I mean, it, no question at 2 a.m. hammered people are oh, loading cannons. Without a doubt. Do fucking shoot the cannon in my fucking bare ass in the fucking yard. Come on, kid. The townspeople started rioting, and it lasted for several days. By the way, almost every riot I read about, people get hammered and then riot. There's right. no sober riot. Right. Everyone no. gets shit faced. Yeah. <laughs> you get. I mean, it really is like a bar. It's like when you get into a fight. Like you know, if you're drunk, it's yeah. the next day. You're like, whoa, that was weird. Wow, I can't believe I riot. I really overreacted. Yeah. <laughs> to do a riot the next day, be like, man, we really killed a bunch of guys, Did we huh? Actually, riot last night. Wow. We went crazy. So they blacken their faces, which was a common thing for rioters to do at the time. I think they think that hides their... They can't be out past nine. Right. (laughs) Flaw. They they torched a boat that brought supplies to the island hospital, and they went to the owner's homes and shattered all the windows. Okay. Instead of uh, uh, dying and being killed, the owners agreed to close the hospital. But that apparently wasn't enough. (laughs) Right. No, that's not... On January 25th, Reparations. 1774, 20 men in disguises snuck onto the island and burned down the hospital. They must have been dressed like cats. I hope so. <laughs> We're cats. Let's go. Uh, of all the men, only two suspects were arrested. The suspects were arrested on February 25th on a fishing vessel in Marblehead Harbor and taken to jail in Salem. A mob then formed in Marblehead. Sure. And they marched to Salem and surrounded the jail. They wanted their boys back. The mob broke through the doors, beat down the guards, and freed the two prisoners. And went back to Marblehead. Now, the sheriff in Salem was not down with the breakout of the guys, and he got 500 men to join him, and he marched to Marblehead. Oh, boy. The Marbleheaders formed their own mob of equal size. So there's a big standoff when they get to Marblehead. That's a mob off. Now, the owners of the hospital didn't want to see the whole fucking town destroyed by a thousand idiots fighting each other. So they came out and said they would back off the prosecuting of the two men, and the sheriff left without a conflict. Really, it's hard to hate the hospital people. Right? Seems like they're they pretty, seem, they actually seem like pretty a, rational. Hi. Yeah. A short time later, a man by the name of Clark, who had been one of the four guys who had stolen clothing from the hospital and been tarred and feathered... <laughs> Right? Yeah, let me guess. He's holding the grudge. Went back and stole clothing from what was left of the hot. What? Uh. What was left of the hospital? What? Uh. What? Well, I just. Clark is. Um, Man with integrity? Does he remember the tarring and feathering? I feel like. The he, parade? I feel like there are not many deterrents that you can do to stop Clark from making his fucking point. Clark's going to go get more clothing. Clark's a fucking stubborn. A clearly Irish Boston son of a bitch. He's a good guy. He's Heart's in the right place. This guy's a Southie. Might be drunk. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to go fucking take more fucking clothes. That, they tied and feather you last night. Come on, Clark. Listen, listen. The problem with the last time. 
Oh, Jesus. Was that I got caught? He, no, he, no. Now, he, shut the fuck up. Uh, I'm going to go. This is the difference. This time. Okay. I'm going to go back to the hospital. Oh, Jesus, Clark. And I'm going to take clothing. That's what you did last time. Yeah, yeah. So he steals the clothing, and then when he got back to town, he was immediately caught. Oh, fuck. Shit, it was a good plan. Fuck. Ah, fuck me. Uh, and he was ordered to take the clothes to the ferry building. When he came back, an angry mob had formed. Surprise. But, if, you can, they, if you can believe that. We're not sure what we're angry about. What were you doing? We're ready to freak. They were ready to beat the crap out of him, but the town selectman came and calmed everything down and sent the man home. <clears throat> but then at 11 p.m., 20 men went to Clark's house, took him from his bed, and tied him to a public whipping post and brutally beat him. Jesus. That was the end of the smallpox riots in Marblehead. <laughs> a few years later, Edward Augustus Holyoke was put in charge of a smallpox hospital in Salem. He inoculated 600 patients, and the disease never took hold in the town again. Ugh. <laughs> Jesus. Anti-vax people are cool. Oh, is that? Oh, oh, I get it. Oh, so that's what you do to us, huh? You reel us in with a fun story and then tell us that we can prevent autism with needles? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, snake oil salesman. Yeah. Anytime you've seen pictures of smallpox, I remember like seeing a picture of when I was like younger. And I I, I was very disturbed by what I saw. Yeah, I mean, horrible. it looks just... Like the chick, I mean chicken pox. That's an adorable kind of pox. Yeah, it's cute. This is this is that forever, it's and still, it'll kill you. It's still in like three places, and like you know, deep. Like we have it in like the where we keep all of our our worst DefCon one fucking right ones. Like the, the, the wait, what do you mean? We have the, the disease, the or worst, we have the worst diseases on on the face of the earth. The yeah, wor- we have like smallpox is gone. Yeah, the worst diseases. So smallpox is sitting in a in a. In a vial somewhere, yeah. like deep, deep down. It's actually in a sweater. In a room. It's in a sweater in a shed. Yeah. But, yeah, but we have it. We still have it just in case. Well, do you know? I, why, why keep it? That's it. Uh, hmm. But there are, there are these, like, crazy, uh, ex- like, they're, they're beating cancer and AIDS now sometimes and like with these with, with these, these diseases. Know, like, they're taking smallpox and they inject it and then the can- then smallpox uh, eats the cancer. I don't and then you just got maybe that's when you let you just let go the smallpox. <laughs> it's, it's the cutest of the pox. Chicken's fun, but small, tiny pox—they're um, adorable at this age. Um, we want to thank everybody who donates to Patreon. You guys are awesome. If you want to donate, if you enjoy the podcast, please go to Patreon.com and do that. Yes, Anything yes, it's say? great and. We're signing signing cars. Thanks. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, This is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. 
Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it. after it. Let's see you there.